for tuning into Caffeine and Cardboard, where you can get your weekly dose of board games in the amount of time it takes to drink a cup of coffee. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Connor. And I'm Rodney. And we have a new we have a new name for this week only. Yes. <laughs> it is Cortado and Cardboard. Oh, you changed it. Yeah, just uh, it's going to be brisk. It's going to be shorter, smaller. Are you familiar with the Cortado? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's like four ounce. It's like yeah. it's not quite a cappuccino. Espresso, which uh, I haven't had any of. I don't know if you have, but you might get those vibes listening to this because uh, we're here tonight to talk about pace mm-hmm. and the importance of pace in a board game. And uh, we want uh, there to be a meta theme here. We're, we're going right. to move. We're, we're going to set a personal record we for just quickest did podcast. six shots of espresso east. <laughs> each. We're ready to we're ready to do this. So yeah, we're talking about pace. Rodney, get us started. Yeah, well, so I want to be clear when I'm talking about pace in games, uh, within a game, within a game night, uh, here's what I mean. Uh, well, actually, here's what I don't mean. I don't yeah. mean game length, okay? I am a believer that people are not bothered by something being long. They're bothered by it having a bad pace. That's what we're, That's the whole reason mm-hmm. we're talking about it. Um, baseball is a game I love. It gets a knock for being long. But if it were interesting the whole time, people wouldn't care that it's long. They'd want it to be long. Mm-hmm. When I found out that Avengers Infinity War was going to be whatever, seven hours long or whatever it is, or Lord of the Rings Extended Edition, there you go. I don't mind that it's long. Give me more, actually. Give me right. more of those ends talking. So it's not, it's not length. It's not it's, length. It's, it's time combined with interesting. And does it get more interesting as... Yes, Time is it keeping on. my attention? Do I stay engaged as mm-hmm. the as the thing continues, whatever it is? And we're going to talk. There are a few things to think about when you're thinking about the pace of a game. And some of it has to do with the game itself. Some of it has to do with the people playing the game. Okay? There's there's both factors there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I thought about, you know, baseball as an analogy where, uh, you know, there's, there's brief action and then there's a lot of dead time. Mm-hmm. There's some games that feel that way. Okay? Basketball, on the other hand, a sport we both really love constant constant back and forth constant action happening yeah until the last two minutes right and that's the pace goes in reverse that's how you understand pace it's (laughs) kind of like you have this brisk beautiful graceful game yeah and then let's slow it down to a halt yeah something that i want to touch on though that basketball kind of simulates well is the is the idea of, of like how tension creates pace in a different way but I think we'll talk about that. And we're going we're gonna to talk about some yeah, games, yeah. I know, for a fact, that, that make yeah. us feel that way. Should we do a basketball podcast? <laughs> we should. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, so I want to break it down into two things. I want to talk about slow pace mechanics and slow pace players. Mm. And I'm going to apologize right off the bat if I spit at you a lot because I'm realizing that the word pace, a lot of spit, spittle The potential. P and the S. Oh, my gosh. So much. Pace. Um, spit. I thought, I thought about something. Okay. When I thought about slow pace mechanics, they are some of you and you and I. They're mm-hmm. some of our favorites. Okay? Yeah. I'm so here's at the, the list. thing. Here's the thing. I don't think that um, pace is the is the end all be all. Okay. And we're gonna talk at the end why why we care so much about mm-hmm. pace. Okay. There are some excellent games that can crawl, that can kind of get slow and get a little yeah. muddy. Okay. Few examples. You know, I love an auction game. Okay. Yes, I, I yeah. love an auction game. We both, for sure, love negotiation. Love it. Think about negotiation for a second, though. By its definition, we've got to like pause. Now, if you and I, let's say there's four right. players playing Chinatown. If you and I are locked in a negotiation, we get the sense that we're close, but we're just trying to get those little marginal sort of mm. let me get a little more up on them. Then the pace is moving great for us. Yeah. 
if the other two players are done making all their trades, just holy cow, there. go use the bathroom, fill up your drink, right. and, and it can just... So well, because we our interests are our interests are kept there in the art of right. the deal that's happening, and so even if it might take a long time, we're in it. We're in it for the interest. Absolutely. Oh, so yeah. so it's it's a double edged sword in that way. Co op. How do you feel about know. me? How do you know. feel about me throwing that one on there? I I agree, but I think that co op games generally take a long time. I'm thinking about yeah. we uh, a few weeks ago. Um, for Rodney's birthday, played a game of uh, Black Orchestra, oh. um, where essentially you are part of the um, plot to assassinate Adolf Hitler. It's a crazy game. Like it's really, mm-hmm. the concepts are really awesome, and it just didn't come together with the pace. It felt most exciting at the beginning, and it felt the right. least exciting at the end. Even though we won, we won yeah. the game. It just that that was one where length really did create a factor in the pace of the game. Sorry, how long do you think the list of people that you can make a game about murdering is? Pretty short. <laughs> because we agree Hitler, right? We can yeah. murder him. Probably a lot of Stalin. Yeah, a lot of the twentieth century dictators. Yeah. Yeah, it gets pretty short after that. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, next, next, next podcast. <laughs> Who's murderable? Yeah. Oh. Maybe let's not How's do anyone living. How's that for search engine optimization? <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. That's going to work in that's the opposite crowd. direction. Uh, there's another thing I wanted to mention. This game. Dude, I played. was literally thinking about this game. This game that you and I played recently. As the now, opposite of base. Were we, uh, now we're not uh, doing any video right now, so I'll, I'll tell you, wonderful listeners. I am holding up a game called Three Sisters. This is a small box game, costs about $20. Not a huge footprint on the table, but man, this game does not have pace. It's got slow, even deadening pace. A couple mm-hmm. things working against us uh, were some very strong IPAs. Okay, along with those were really good though. A Boston Celtics basketball game, which is is bound to grab uh, your attention yeah, specifically. But we were playing it. Here's here's why this game slows down though. It's one of the most satisfying things in all board games. It's the wombo combo. Yeah, <laughs> it's the it's the I did this, which lets me do this, which lets me mm-hmm. do this, and da da da. But not only does that slow things down by necessity, you can tell if you're if you're questioning. I really am. That's clearly three sisters. Oh yeah, right. You can hear it in there. All you three of them. All the way. It's not what that's about. Uh, but wombo combo satisfying. It makes you feel good to have set up an engine, mm-hmm. and I get this, and that gets me that. Guess what the other player is thinking about while you're saying, "I get to do this, and I get to do that." I get to- Take when's turn. the next turn when's the next turn yeah, they don't the care next roll the dice they don't care well that's the whole thing of it is the tracking is because the combos are happening but i may think that i'm done and then i go oh wait i forgot mm-hmm. i i got the star so i get an extra turn or oh yeah, yeah we have the weather which is another consideration in this game and that means which that you don't, I get which this you don't have to play with but you know true. i think i'll keep three sisters just like i think i'll keep its uh you know kind of predecessor fleet the dice game even though they don't have good pace, um, I like them. I really like playing them. And I think that, um, but but I have to remember, mm-hmm. I'm not pulling this out with beginners. I'm not pulling this out if I want to play a brisk 20-minute game. There's other games for that. Yeah. Uh, and, and despite their small, you know, relatively small cost, small footprint on the table, uh, 
they don't have good pace. That might be my biggest consideration when when I think about does a game have pace, good pace, is does my perception of it match what it actually gives me? And so my perception mm. of Three Sisters is that it's a quick game, roll and right. write, dice, cross some stuff off, yeah. and I, I should get a enriching, interesting experience in about 30 minutes. You know, that reminds me what I was thinking about preparing for this. 45 minutes to an hour, I think is not... It's not an unreasonable amount of time to ask someone to play mm-hmm. a board game. You know, a hobby, a hobby board. Game. Yeah. Um, and I mean, shoot, people play Monopoly for like seven hours. So if you can play that garbage for seven hours, you can play a good game for an hour. But, and but that's here's on the you, thing. by the way. If you're doing yeah. That. <laughs> also, if you haven't figured it out by now, um, not all one-hour games are created equal. Right. That is for sure a one-hour game that feels like it was going to be a twenty-five to thirty-minute game. Yeah, it's 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 tricked me a little bit. It's yeah. duped me, and so my perception of it doesn't match what it actually gives me, and that hurts the the pace. And, and again, we're not talking about game length, but games do have a length. And how did you get to that length, right? Did mm-hmm. I get to an hour in a slow plotting process, or did I get to it just totally wrapped with attention the whole time? Right. I'm thinking about your equation that we talked about, mm-hmm. um, which will be the the topic of a future episode, I'm sure. But I don't promise every, too much. I mean, we every change as we go. Yeah, that's some true. We math just came up are out there going to be like, what? You guys promised equations. So everything, whatever your metric is for how you add it up, whether it's, oh, interesting choices or player interaction or whatever, all of that is kind of divided by the amount of time it took you to do the thing. And so if you had an amazing experience all around, 10 out of 10 in all those categories. One second. We have a, we have a co-host trying to come downstairs. <laughs> um, no, we were just talking about like that equation. And, and so no matter what those things are that you sort of add up to figure out if it's good, all of that really is divided by the time. So if yeah. you had a great experience in all the other things and it took you six hours, that could still equal a great game with good pace. Yeah, people tell me that Twilight Imperium is amazing. Mm -hmm. They also tell me it takes seven hours. So if it takes seven hours, it better be amazing. And if it is amazing, I will. I mean, I got to, you know, figure it out and get a babysitter. But like, (laughs) maybe don't make too many promises recorded here live on air either. But I'll play it. Mm -hmm. I'll play it if it's that amazing. The seven hours doesn't throw me off. It's just that like, what are we doing for seven hours? Yeah. Um, Well, I was just thinking about the concept. We were talking about mechanisms. The whole idea, and I don't know anything about Twilight Imperium, but the whole idea of an engine building game, which a lot of games sort of lend to, mm -hmm. is that you should be doing more and more stuff over time and it should be more interesting and powerful. Satisfying. And satisfying. That's the whole idea of an engine is that I start out small, I'm building something up, and that that reward should be there. And that's a whole part of pace, I think, for me. Connor, you're talking a lot about mechanisms. Here's the problem. It's not all about the game, right? The designer Uh tries to create an enriching, engrossing experience. Uh, But there's another variable in this this equation. There you go. We've got an equation for you. And it's the people at the table. Mm -hmm. I have seen games that have no business taking as long as they do. And what I mean by that is they're designed well. And the people at the table Mm -hmm. are creating a painstaking experience. So two things come to mind here. Uh, if we haven't talked about it yet, we've done a few podcasts. Um, been doing this so long, can't remember everything we talked about. <laughs> Analysis paralysis. One of the most popular kind of little little phrases in board gaming. It's yep. that idea of I am 
analyzing the board so much in my next turn and trying to math it out and make it all perfect and min-maxing and all this other stuff that um, I'm not realizing that everyone is looking at me with seething hatred, okay? Because they have to go home someday and at this rate, they're not sure that they'll be able to. They're thinking about what's the last thing I said to my spouse, you know, they're, they're honestly just... They're, like, I'm never going to see that's right. them again. That's right. I'm here now. I've been kidnapped by this person's slow movie. We're playing a game, yeah. okay? We're not trying to, you know... Uh, I think this is this becomes a question, though, about what we talked about in the I last have an end to podcast. What I was gonna say, so it was just going to go yeah. on forever. Yep. You were about to uh, totally defeat your own argument by that sentence, yeah. just dragging on. I just didn't have a fun like metaphor. Yeah, well, now. this is a question of what we talked about in our last episode, which is board game etiquette and mm-hmm. and and analysis paralysis. Sure, that can just be like a, you know, we're not talking about people that have anxiety. We're not trying to say like, oh, oh yeah, no. just hurry no, up no, and no, figure no. it out. Um, but but really, what we're doing here is playing a game. That's right. And the the pace of the game is also something that you create. And, and that's a whole part of the experience that I think people should be aware of. We have probably talked about, we'll talk more about Moonrakers because it is at the probably the top of each of our lists of like, it's almost amazing. Like mm-hmm. it's almost one of these really like one of my favorite games, but it, I can't say it is because of the pace, how long it takes, it, it shouldn't take that long. And... Um, Part of it is the combination of, of both of those things. But you know what? I think the two the two plays we had of it, I think people were moving. I mean, I, I don't think yeah. that people, it was the players. And, you know, since they might be listening to it, I just I want you to know I respect you. I love you. I well, think we were also wonderful. playing. So We were also playing. Um, you had the, the one dirty hand going on with the with the pretzel <laughs> pretzel slime. That's you know? right. But, but I don't think that slowed you up. There are times, that's where going back to the mechanisms, there are times where everyone is really trying, they're focused, mm-hmm. and this game is just designed in such a way that it doesn't move very well. And then there are a lot of times where it's the folks at the table. So I, I talked about one. Do, do you see what I have here for the yeah. second one? Are you, yeah. We, we talked a little bit about this on etiquette, but right. this is part of why it's it's etiquette. So yeah. What, what's the it's, other? It's only being interested what's going on in your own turn and i think there are certain mechanisms that lend to that and there's also certain play style or or certain players that that lend to that also so i think yeah again this is more of a conversation of etiquette more than pace i think but you should be aware of what's going on around the table because part of that analysis paralysis is i'm so sucked into what i'm about to do that i don't even actually realize that it's my turn sometimes and so people have waited for me to be making right. my turn and I look up from my deep thought and all the numbers, you know, the, the just the matrix of numbers right. happening around me. Stuff that's that's exactly out. what. And I look up and I'm like, oh, it's me. It's mm-hmm. my turn. And all of a sudden I've, I've detracted from what could potentially be the yeah. good pace of a game. And, you know, uh, board games, we both believe board games should be a social experience. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Social experiment experience, excuse me, doesn't just mean talking. Okay. And so... There are people who think, okay, I took my turn. Well, now I'm going to talk to the person who just took their turn. Talk, 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 because that's all social is. Well, how does the person who's now taking their turn feel that you're not paying any attention to what they're doing in the mm-hmm. game, right? We've decided there's an experience. The experience is on the table, right? And and so, and then when it gets to your turn, you haven't thought about what you're going to do. It slows things up. Right. You know what's funny? A lot of people are afraid to get into, there are people afraid to play games with us. They're like, look at these guys. What are they there's no podcast about board games. These guys are freaks. 
and they they don't <laughs> want to get stuck playing a long game and it's that type of thing that mm-hmm. makes the game longer right so it's this paradoxical mm-hmm. situation where it's like well i don't want to get stuck playing a long game so I take my turn and, and i start talking and then you're making the game take longer yeah you're frustrated that now we're on you know hour two and it's like well yeah because you're not focusing so you know what i'm trying to say is um there's pace that is inherent and then there's pace that we create yeah yeah and, and if you play a game and man that game was slow moving and it just didn't have the payoff well cool you can sell it a future podcast coming up on selling, <laughs> selling board games, games. <laughs> but um but you know there's also this idea of like hey let's 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 be here right so i don't want to tread too much on our, on our past one but why should we care about pace you know we talk about things to consider with pace I, the number one thing for me we talked about already is that it gets and keeps attention right mm-hmm. we want these to be immersive experiences they're fun some some games are so much about you know storytelling and kind of role playing and that's the fun of it right so get lost in it right but if the game is asking you to have your nose in the rule book too much and kind of pull yourself out and break that fourth wall yeah then you can't do that so right. so that's part of pace and and uh, ultimately a lot of what we're talking about on this podcast is is how do we get people more interested in games, which are something that we care about and believe in the the how value of spread the gospel. There we go. Good news. And, and and pace is a part of that because if somebody has just sat down with me for for a two hour game, again length not the only consideration, but the pace just wasn't there, and and maybe this is their first time playing games with me, the likelihood that they're gonna sit down and play a two hour game with me again has certainly been decreased. And if I'm looking to spread that that board game gospel, then I want to do whatever I can. Again, the game is its own thing, and it's there's inherent pace built into that. But I want to do what I can to ensure that the game pays off in the timing that it should. Hallelujah, Brother Connor. Now listen. <laughs> Amen. I know that sometimes if someone's listening to this podcast and they're like, you know, gosh, this is an incredible podcast. It's so good. But... I'm an experienced gamer and I don't really care about ideas for getting new gamers. I've got my gaming group. Let me tell you, there's a reason to pay attention to pace. Mm. So much spitting. A reason to pay attention to pace besides, (laughs) and alliteration, that's probably part of it, besides just getting new people to the table. If you love games, playing with a reasonable pace, playing games that lend themselves to a reasonable Mm -hmm. pace, it means a beautiful thing, Connor. It means more games to the table yeah okay you got a whole afternoon and you know that happened to us when we played black orchestra and moonrakers in the same mm-hmm. when i thought back on that we were together for so many hours and we really just played moonrakers black orchestra and then a game of diamonds small trick-taking card game and high society yeah which took yeah 20, 20 minutes, minutes if that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Not even 20 probably so this whole day is actually coming full circle for me because something that rodney and i talked about in a men's group that we're in this morning was about like uh desire and and passion and we use this analogy of like a fire there's a spark and then the flame gets uh it gets built up and then you have to to fan that flame and keep it going and on some of these games the flame goes out and, and at that point if your flames out, the likelihood, even if you are an experienced gamer, that you're going to want to jump right into the next game, I think is probably low. After after a game of Black Orchestra, I wasn't tired. I would have played another game, but man, that just like sucked the the fire, the drive out of me 
to even want to play another game well, because the, the pace thing. was so You off. love games. Yeah, exactly. Right. So if we are talking about anyone who's in any way board game ambivalent, then we're back to that, right? You're, you've, you've shut them out. Mm-hmm. But even if you love games, then play more games. Let's go. Let's yep. pick up the pace a little bit. Connor, what's it time for? It's time for a top six list. Yeah, leave space for imaging and music. Okay, good. That's pretty good. Okay, that's good. All right, Connor, uh, what kind of top six list are we doing today? We are doing a top six best paced games. I think is the best way to uh, describe that. uh, Perfectly paced. Perfectly paced. Top six. Perfectly paced and please stop spitting on me no um and you know maybe there are our top six favorite games that have a good pace or something you know hey, who cares mm-hmm. right uh we'll all be uh, we're all living in a simulation anyways yeah did you hear about that <laughs> did you read that did you read that all right I'm gonna get us started because I've got a, a, you, a you game your list that has to get it. that has a, a, a paced object in the title interestingly enough and it's uh boomerang a flip and write hey, game okay which on the outside it's such a fast game and there's really not a lot of comboing happen but the big thing that's there for me with boomerang is one it's quick it's small it, it does that sort of fulfilling thing where my yeah. perception of it matches what it pays off with it's the interest i'm interested in what the other player is doing i'm i'm not so focused on my board because it's such a small thing i'm just i'm just covering i'm just filling in little circles down there right there right there oh yeah got it and the pace for boomerang for me um is really great what's funny about boomerang there's actually a lot of ways to score points and more things to keep track of than you think but it doesn't bog you down because you've got at most seven cards to choose from you're not going to get all the points available on every card so you just kind of make a choice and go with it yeah which is uh, you know, Don Perini's great advice with co-op games. Just do something. Just try something. There you go. And that, that, that's a great way to keep pace going. Rodney, All what's right, number six? six? I'm going with my favorite game about throwing people into volcanoes. <laughs> Downfall of Pompeii. There's a murderous game. Hey. Who are we throwing in there? <laughs> well, Hitler. Hitler. It's Hitler. We're throwing Hitler in here. Just those dictator guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Downfall of Pompeii is ugly. But it is uh, it is a super fun game. Uh, on your turn, you're going quick. You you got a handful of cards, I think mm-hmm. four, and you, you put a player down. The only thing that slows us down and keeps it from being higher on my list is there are basically I want to say there's like three phases of the game that have entirely different rules. Mm. So you do have to like it's kind of got some hiccups in it, but the rules speed are bumps. Simple. Yeah, more like speed bumps. Yeah. Um. And and so it's got that going, but it definitely it moves quick. It has moments. And there you go, downfall of Pompeii. Connor's number five is behind me. I'm guessing. So, what do you got? It's a big one. Really? I so I caveat. I've had I have one play of Inish under my belt, but isn't that a beautiful game? It is a beautiful game. The punch that Inish packs in the amount of time with the way that the cards play, the the like average pace of the game I think is great like as far as taking your turn. You've got four cards in your hand. Yeah. You're taking your turn, you're taking an action. And the game that we played was actually paced so well. I think um part of that was like maybe because it felt like there was a clear winner at a certain point, but that didn't check me out of the game. I actually felt mm-hmm. like there could have been a comeback. Yeah. And yeah. that was part of the pace was this tension. And there can be. There yeah. can be. 
So um, number five for me is Inish. How long do you think the average Epic War game lasts? Way longer than this. This says on the box 60 minutes, and that's not a stretch. Sometimes yeah. they, they do stretch it to kind of, oh, look yeah. this small. This is a snappy game for what it is. It's a, it's a pretty epic war game, and those can be like, you know, people have memories of Risk, and that taking right. forever, too. And, I think and, it's a 90-minute 90, 90 full punch packed. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely. Inish. My number five. Now, I wanted to stay away from games that were made for two players only mm-hmm. because, of course, they're going to probably have a, a better pace or at least a shorter length. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just couldn't pass up talking about Caper Europe. Mm. This game is incredible and it's snappy. And what's funny is the pace is so obviously good that what surprises you is how much you get to do. Like how much you get to like, That's true. oh, cool, I get to create points in this way and that way. And it shocks you with that because it's such a brisk, snappy game. If if you have uh, just a roommate or a, a spouse, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, who loves games, absolutely, you should have this game. Such a simple it. set of rules and actions too, which I think 100%. contributes to pace a lot. Number four for you. Number four for me. All of these games are games that you have here, so it's great. We can show all of them. Unbelievable thing. So number four, you brought up co-ops. We're going to take the YouTubes by storm. That's right. (laughs) You brought up co-ops. I think The Loop is a great paced game. I almost put it on my list. I think it's great because um, the the part of the game that's working against you. Also fun artwork. That's right. Super fun game. The part of the game that's working against you is ramped up for a long time. I think a part of the problem that most co-ops have with their pace is that the 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 system working against you doesn't get enough stronger over time. Yeah. But with the loop, it's almost like doubling every yeah. every round. It's getting harder and harder to win. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Love it. Uh, we're gonna move it a little bit faster here. Uh, my number four is. A Reiner Knizia game, Samurai. Boop, 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 boop. What's interesting is... We've got some crossover here because this is my number three, so we're just going to knock it out. We're just going to knock it out. Uh, Samurai doesn't always move the fastest. You can have mm-hmm. analysis paralysis, but what's this game is so tense. That was the... Yep. And while a person is waiting for their turn, instead of being like, you might have a little bit of, mm, come on already, because just because you want to see, you're... You, I, I sweat. I sweat playing this game. And like, ah, yeah. what's he gonna do? Is he gonna do? And also, you know, there's a lot of tiles that you're gonna put on the board and try to win certain areas. And da da da. But you only have five tiles at a time, so that changes also kind of what what exactly you're gonna yeah go with. Yeah. Any, any thoughts I didn't mention? No, the tension was the big thing for me. Was because turns could be longer, mm-hmm. but but there's the general understanding that this is a tense game and that every tile that I play really matters and has a big impact. So since we crossed over, why don't you go to your number three? My number three, ironically enough, themed from a sport that we referenced earlier that has a slow struggles with pace is baseball highlights 2045. I'll just say quickly, it's hard to make good board games with a sports theme, especially a theme of baseball. This does it. And it's hard to have deck building. It's hard to have deck builders with good pace. This is both of those things, which is really interesting. Um, I'm shocked. Every time we play it, it's like, I could play this all afternoon mm-hmm. because the, it's got mini games that are so fast. And when you're done with one, you're kind of adding to your deck. So you want to play with those new players. It's, it's oh, super, yeah. super fun. Yeah. 
Number two for me uh, is Glow. Mm, Cute little game about some uh, fantasaical creatures and some dice rolling. And the reason that Glow works is the engine. You're you're building it up to the point that every time you roll the dice, it's inevitable that you're going to be able to do something cool and um, fun and interesting on your turn. And it's really that simple. Is you're you're getting more and more things throughout the game mm-hmm. that lend to the game getting more exciting as you go along the whole time. There's some re-rolling stuff where someone's turn could take longer than other people's, but never you, you it's use, never a bear though. No, you use those little tokens up, and then you're, you're spending victory points to re-roll. So it's almost like if you, it's kind of fun to watch someone push their luck. So even yeah. if uh, they're taking a little longer, you're kind of like, ooh, are they going to roll again? You know, because they're losing points as they do. So, um, man, if we do a day on just beautiful board games, mm-hmm. we're going to have a lot of crossover with this list because Vincent Dutray, boom, artwork, really nice. Yeah, and um, I'm going to go ahead and do number one because it's not a new one. So number one for me is Baseball Highlights. Uh, and this is a game that Rodney and I have a lot of tension with because Rodney whoops me in <laughs> Baseball Highlights every single time. But the pace fair, of it, to be but, fair, I do. That's true. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the end of that sentence. Um, <laughs> but the pace of it keeps me in it. Like, I don't care that I've lost because the game yeah. is so quick and it actually pays off so well, even for the losing player. When games have a slow plotting pace, you take a really long time, you build something up, and then you lose. Especially, you whooped, especially if it feels random in some way. Yeah. That's a feel-bad moment. Quick pace, quick moving... And then you lose. Hey, let's go again. And that, that's right. that's what baseball highlights does. So that was my number one. Hit me with your number one. Well, I, I haven't done my number two yet. Oh, you got, got two we, we and got one. Screwy. We got all screwy, but oh, I'll go man. fast. Triple crossover. Guys. Really? You probably know it. So here's the thing about this. Here's why it's a genius first game for people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big board. It could overwhelm them. Oh, what are we doing here? You're doing one of three things on your turn. You're going to take uh, two cards of, of certain colors. Okay. Um, either from face up or one of my favorite phrases in all of games, give me two off the top. Love off it. the top. Love it. Give me two off the top. Um, or you're going to spend those cards to play on you know matching color tracks. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's all very intuitive. Or you're going to take new train tickets. But the beauty of that is you take three, you got to keep at least one. Well, you can do that while other people are taking their turns. It's almost it's it's like mm. Sir Alan R. Moon. Uh, really had pace in mind when he thought about this. Train games, huge thing in board games. They take forever. Yep. This one doesn't. And my number one, Love it. I just backed the oh, yeah. uh, uh, Deluxe Edition. It'll be here in October. It is my favorite game of all time. And uh, I've replaced it with just a piece of paper. Nice. The says, reveal. It <laughs> says raw. It'll be prettier than this. Uh, I said auction games go slow. I don't think this one does. Here's why. You only have uh, four different like little bidding chips. You see everyone else's bidding chips. So you have perfect information throughout the game. And That's you can good... make your decision. There are some moments of eh, should I or shouldn't I? But they don't they don't take up, you know, they're not obtuse. They don't take up more space mm-hmm. than they should. And uh, the reason I really don't think it struggles and why I think it's such a good pace is because most of the game is actually about building up the thing you're going to bid on and that happens so fast you draw out of a bag you plop it down everyone at the table is interested because they might want to bid on it mm-hmm. and you're, you're building up this big just this pile of stuff and yeah. it's all worth points or it could have a negative in it but you're like oh, there's some points there but do i want to take the negative thing 
And so it's just these brisk, like, boom, put something down. You take the bag. Yeah. Put something down. You take the bag. No, he says raw. We're bidding on it. And it, it just happens just like that. So auction games can really slow down. Ra doesn't. And that's why it's my favorite game of all time. Maybe the perfect game. <laughs> Who can say? Listen. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Because uh, I'm going to play a lot of that game. Yeah. And I'm never going to sell it, Connor. You heard it here first. No. Wow. That's I love a it. lofty no, it's promise. My it's my favorite game. All right. So. Well, guys, that's our top six perfectly paced games. I was trying to think of another P. Uh, perfectly placed. Perfectly paced player. I am just drenched in spit right now. Yeah, that's that's, that's it. So yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in to our conversation about pace to our top six perfectly paced games. That's it. Thanks, guys. It is, I can't, oh no. Did I already say it? It's all in your head, huh? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Have you played it before? <laughs> or just on BGA, probably? You didn't finish it. I give up on you. You've given up? No. <laughs> that, was, that was my whole goal. I'm drawing a blank. Mm-hmm. It's hard to make this an audio blooper. Yeah, when it's just silence. Yeah. <laughs> They'll know what we mean. Oh, shoot. It's a game, though, right? It's a game. Yeah, of course it is. Um, start, just start yeah, having them yeah, off. I know. Oh, dang it. I have five of my six to show the camera. I can't look at them? No. But what if I was... <laughs> Get out of here! What kind of person are you?